Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. We here at Yeah, That Soccer Show are proud to welcome our newest partner, Brad Butchkowski. Brad is a real estate agent with the Wondercheck Realty Group, and he is here to serve all of your real estate needs in the upstate. Brad is a huge fan of the podcast. He is a founding member of Greenville FC, and he wants to connect with you to help you buying or selling a house, whatever you're looking to do. Um, you can visit his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. Check out the listings he's got there. Um, or you can connect with him online. Uh, he has He's on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Brad Buczkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I. Or you can find him on Twitter. That might be the easiest spot to find him. It's I am Brad B. Brad Buczkowski, the newest partner for Yeah That Soccer Show. We're excited to have him. Hey, tell him you've heard about him on the podcast. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in once again, everybody, on game day. It's finally here, home game day number one. We are taking on Internashville FC tonight at Eugene Stone Stadium at 7 o'clock p.m. The Milltown operatives will be tailgating starting at 4 o'clock p.m., and it is going to be quite the day. I cannot wait to see all of you there. I've got stickers. I'm going to start taking some sign-ups for hats. Uh, a little quick update on the hats. So I had to change it a little bit. Um, basically, the logo is just too detailed to embroider. So what they're going to do is they're going to do patches on the front of the hat. So I changed the color a little bit. Um, the hats are going to be green on the front, kind of a khaki-ish color mesh on the back. Um, and the patch is going to look just like our logo, and it'll be stitched on the outside with a yellow slash gold that'll match the yellow in the logo. Uh, I think it's going to look really sharp. Um, so what I am going to do is take pre-orders, and the benefit of pre-ordering is you can get them at a discounted rate of $20. They are normally going to be $25 hats. But you can get a 20% discount if you pre-order and prepay. Um, if you see me tonight at the tailgate, you can come and chat with me about it. If you're interested, you can pay me in cash or we can figure out um, PayPal and stuff like that. I mean, that's a big hoop to jump through. So if you'd rather do cash, that's fine. And then what we'll do, that'll get your spot reserved. There's only going to be 30 of these hats. Um, a handful of them are already spoken for by our patrons. They get first dibs. So if you want a hat, Come find me tonight and chat with me about it, and we will, uh, even if you can't pay me tonight or pay me anytime soon, um, just come let me know you're interested, and we'll get you down at that discounted rate of $20. Now, once they get here, the pre-sale is over, <laughs> so once, so if we haven't chatted about it before they get here, which should be 
the last week of May slash first week of June. Um, they've already gone into production, but custom hats and stuff just take a little bit, a couple weeks. So, but they should be here around that time. Um, and then I'll have them at all the matches going forward for folks that have ordered them or folks that want to buy them. So, um, hats are being ordered in the process of being made and I will have stickers this evening for folks to, uh, spread the love. Um, today on the show, we are going to chat with our friend, soccer goose, Ben Gosshorn. Uh, he was able to watch Inter Nashville um, on Wednesday night, take on the Charlotte Eagles. I know I had told you in the last episode this week, we're going to try to have coach Rich Askey on from Inter Nashville, but they had a match on Wednesday night and we had tried to coordinate schedules to get him on. He wanted to come on. It just didn't work out this week. Um, so, But hopefully we will be able to get him on the next time we play them in Nashville coming on later in the season. We'll, we'll hopefully try to reconnect with him and chat at that point, and maybe he'll be able to speak a little more towards uh, his team and our team with, with more data. So that'll be uh, well, that'll be something to look forward to. But today, Ben had some great insight to share with you all about International and about the way they looked on Wednesday night. So we'll chat about that here at the end of the program. Uh, wanted to let you know as well that we are going to be doing a live pregame show at the game tonight on Periscope, just like we did last week. I'm going to try to do a halftime show, but we'll just play that by ear. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to look um, and what the crowd's going to be like and what the what the setup's going to be like. So we'll see if we can do that. If you're in the stadium and you want to tune in, feel free. Um, and if you're not in the stadium, that's cool too. Uh, I would love for you to tune in um, that way. So I want to give you a couple insights into the game before we get into my chat with uh, Soccer Goose. But before we do that, I um, want to talk a little bit about the kit reveal on Thursday night. The team unveiled their green home kits, which I was I was shocked that we're going to have two dark kits, but I'm obviously not disappointed. I thought they looked great. The sleeve detail to me is the is my favorite part. The white and the gold trim on the sleeves is really really cool. Um, they're sharp. They're simple. Um, they're not a lot of frills, but I think that's kind of a cool look. It's a classic clean look. I know uh, Richard Carrizales had told me you know their hope was. Let's make something that's not so bold and so outlandish that people can't wear it um, around and and wear it outside of the context of the soccer matches, which makes sense. And uh, I think they did a good job with that. Um, I don't own a lot of green, so this is kind of a cool, plain-ish green shirt that I can wear and support the team even when it's not on game day. Now, as far as needing to know things about international going into the game. The first thing you need to know about international is that they won the 2017 Southeast conference playoffs, um, for the NPSL. So they are the, the reigning champions, if you will, they looked really good in their match on Wednesday night. And we'll talk a little bit about that with Ben here coming up. Um, but the other side of that is they have a because they won, they now have a game this coming Wednesday, against Nashville SC, their crosstown rival. Um, and they seem to be very focused on that. They've tweeted a lot about that matchup. They haven't said anything about this matchup today. So I'm not sure how focused they're going to be. That's that's going to be something to watch to see if maybe they're overlooking this match or maybe not taking this match um, with as much precedence as they are putting on the U.S. Open Cup. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they sit some of their big players or even have them in the 18, but not in the starting 11. 
um, some of the big guns from Wednesday night, and they're hoping to rest them for this coming Wednesday. Because honestly, like playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, that's a that's a pretty tough schedule, especially when um, I know ne- this coming Wednesday. Obviously, we'll be in Nashville. It won't be at their home field, but it is in their home city. But they traveled to Charlotte. I don't know if they went back in between uh, that game on Wednesday. I I would imagine they did. I imagine they went to Charlotte, went back to Nashville, and now are traveling to Greenville. That's a lot of traveling in a couple of days. So I wouldn't be surprised if they they sit some people. A couple things to note for Greenville FC. Um, Obviously, we want to see what the home field advantage is going to look like at Eugene Stone Stadium. Hopefully, the Milltown operatives are going to be rowdy. I hope you will be there. I hope you will be rowdy. I'm going to be rowdy. So let's give our team the best advantage we can in terms of home field. Um, the other thing to note is there's going to be some new faces for Greenville FC. I don't, I haven't seen the starting lineup, but I do know that there were some players who weren't cleared with the league to play last week who have since been cleared. So that means there are new people available. I don't know if there are people that would jump those that started last week or not, but we will certainly see. Um, so I think that's something to keep an eye on. And then the biggest note for me is checking out the team chemistry. Um, obviously that was, Somewhat of an issue in the first half last week. I think they improved drastically in the second half, but I'm interested to see if they come out um, playing more connected. The link-up play looks better, the passing and possession, um, and particularly the defensive line. I'm hoping that the communication all looks great from the first whistle, um, but those are things to keep an eye on today in this match. Um, now, I have predicted a 2-1 loss for Greenville FC. I hope I'm wrong. I just, I watched the match from Wednesday night, the international played and they looked really, really good. And they made the Charlotte Eagles who are the defending PDL champions of the entire league. They just made them look silly. And uh, it was a six, one victory. If you don't know, they, one of their players, one of international's players had a hat trick before halftime. They had another guy with a brace, meaning, uh, he scored two goals in the game, and then that same guy sat up, set up the the other goal um, with this amazing bicycle kick. So they're pretty good. <laughs> Let's just say they're pretty good, and I think that they're going to be a lot to handle for this young uh, team in terms of of the age of the team with Greenville FC. I mean, we don't have a lot of guys who played together a ton. It's a brand new team, a brand new squad. Um, so it should be it should be a tough test for us. All that being said, I obviously hope that we can pull out a victory, but I'm I'm just uh, if I'm banking my reputation on it, I think it's going to be tough for us to to pull this one out. So I'm calling for a two one loss today, but I will obviously be rooting for the win. And if you disagree with me, that's awesome. I love people who disagree with me, and I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping that we can pull out the victory. So. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get back to chat with the Soccer Goose on the backside. Yeah, that soccer show is proud to welcome our title sponsor, Uptown Pour. Uptown Pour is a beverage catering company. They provide bar service to take your party or event to the next level. They're going to be on display in a big way coming up May 11th to 13th at Artisphere, where they're going to be the VIP and artist tent vendor. So if you're going to go down to Artisphere, make sure you go stop by, check them out, say you heard about it on the podcast. They'd love to hear from you. 
Hey, or if you can't go out to Artisphere, make sure you go to their website, uptownpoorco.com. There's a list of the packages they have available. Or if you don't see something that exactly meets the needs you have, reach out to them, send them a message. They'd be glad to work with you to help make your event or party amazing. And maybe you don't need beverage service. Maybe you're thinking, I don't really need a bar service for my event, but I'd love to get some information about food catering. They have a sister company, Uptown Catering, that you can visit their website at uptowncateringsc.com, and they can meet your needs in that way as well. So join us in welcoming Uptown Poor, the official title sponsor of Yeah, That Soccer Show. Excited to welcome back on today to the show our good friend, soccer and sweet tea contributor, host of the Talking Jacks podcast, and now co-host of a new show, the SNST Amateur Hour. Welcome back to the program, Ben Gosshorn, the soccer goose. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, glad to uh, to be a part of the the show again, and it's it's been a little while, so uh, I'm excited to talk some more uh, Greenville FC. Maybe not specifically too much, but um, I'm still glad to be a part of the show. Right. So, Ben, last time you were on, we chatted, and we just kind of had this idea of a team. We didn't really uh, have any solid roster or kits or much except a name and a commitment to having a team. Um, And you obviously chatted a little bit about your history with the city and with the sport and your excitement. But what what has changed in the months since we chatted um, how has your excitement built to, to see the team, even getting to watch the team play a game um, last week and leading up to tomorrow, which you're going to you're going to be down here, right? Yeah, um, really, it's been like a sustained excitement. I think um, there's there's been little things here and there that they've dropped on us, like the away kit and the, the home kit now uh, just the other day um, that I'm really excited to get my hands on. Um but yeah, it's just been it's been nice little nuggets. I mean, I've even gotten a chance to talk with Marco a little bit, um, just to to hear directly from him his passions and, and different things about the club, which is was really exciting um, to get that opportunity. Um, but yeah, I just, it's amazing to me that I'm assuming people will listen to this the day of the game, but uh, that we're finally at game day. It's uh, it felt like it came by really quickly, honestly. Um, so yeah, we're we're finally here. Yeah, it's really uh it's been an exciting build. Uh a little slow at times, a little teasy at times from the team, but it has been uh it's been excited. I I'd rather be that way and like be left wanting more than uh than being, you know, just having everything dumped on you and then having to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait for something mm-hmm. to actually be tangibly here. So it is exciting that we've gotten to build up to this point. So one of the other reasons we wanted to bring uh, our friend Goose on is because he was actually at the match on Wednesday that Inter Nashville played in Charlotte against the Charlotte Eagles, the U.S. Open match, which they won 6-1, to one, yeah. <laughs> which we were talking a little bit beforehand before we started recording, and um, you were saying that it's kind of hard to tell a lot about a team when they when they're that dominant, especially when they're when they're dominant that quickly. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I knew going into it that International was going to be pretty good, um, but I'd never seen them play. They won the Southeastern NPSL Conference last year. Um, Correct. That yeah, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's. You, you, I figured they're going to be pretty good, but then again, the Eagles just won the PDL Championship last year. Um, so I thought it'd be a, a really competitive game. Um, and it turned out 
six minutes after the fact that it really wasn't. Um, I mean, it, it's worth noting, too, that as good as Nashville was, um, even though the Eagles won the PDL championship last year, they had a lot of changes in the offseason. Um, they lost their coach. They lost their GM. So there's a lot of changes compared to the team that they had last year. I want to say even a lot of their roster was different. I only recognized maybe one or two people. Um, and I'm not too crazy familiar with the Eagles, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, they um, they came out early, um, and they were a really uh, high-pressing team, it, it looked like, too. Um, the, the biggest thing, the person who scored the first two goals, uh, Chuko Ara, I'm assuming Chuka I'm Ara, I think is how it's pronounced. <laughs> I believe so. I about stumbled over my words on his last name there, but uh, but he was really good. Um, I mean, he was a dynamic threat uh, for them, and he's he's probably about six two, six three, uh, about two ten, two fifteen, maybe. So he's a big, tall guy. Um, he's he's even pretty quick too, um, and he's got a good first touch. I noticed as well. Um, the first goal, they I think the first three or three of the first four were all off of set pieces, um, which is right. definitely something I noticed too. Um, and it it was just a really dominant uh, stuff of performance for International. Honestly, I mean, early and often they were they were pressing the defense, um, but. It's it's hard to tell if they were that good or maybe the uh, the Eagles were not that good. Um, sure, it, it's definitely worth noting that of course they will um, have a quick turnaround time. Um, maybe Chuko Ara or Ara will uh, not be playing. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be a super sub. Um, I don't know um, because yeah. he was he was an exceptional player. I, I want to say I even saw last year he led the NPSL in goals. I, I don't quote me on that, but I know he he was up there. Somebody yeah, I was think he was. I think he was the offensive player of the year um, last year in the NPSL. I think I had read that somewhere. But um, it, it's interesting that you talk about him resting or maybe being in the eight team, but not necessarily in starting eleven. I've yeah. I've been scouring the International. Uh, Twitter for a couple of days looking for a quote to put in the, the article for soccer and sweet tea. And it's all, it's almost infuriating a little bit that they, they have tweeted a ton about next week's next Wednesday's U S open match against Nashville SC. Um, obviously their crosstown rival there. Um, they tweeted a bunch following this past game against the Eagles, but they have not tweeted one single thing about this Greenville FC game. And I, I, I want I wonder if that points towards them looking backward a little bit and looking forward a little bit and maybe not taking this game, um, not take, not that they're not taking it seriously, but maybe this is not as high of a priority on their importance level as these U.S. Open Cup matches. Yeah, and, and that's something to, to definitely keep in mind that they will have to play next Wednesday. Um, another quick turnaround. It would be, especially, I mean, they're going to be playing uh, Nashville SC. So you, you would think that they would want to have a good showing against a local team um, and and look to have an upset. So we may see a reserve squad for them. Um, not that we'd really know, obviously, because as me and you have found out too, it, there's like no information on their roster. 
other than names on their roster. Um, there's not really too much positions. It, I was trying to figure out what type of formation they were playing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, it was a little tough. Um, it, it looked like they were definitely a very congested uh, team and in, in, in formation uh, in that sense. So it, I wouldn't say that there's necessarily a whole lot of uh, speed on the wings. It didn't look like it looked like, but they were really good at passing. Um, they had a really good tall, uh, I want to say central defensive mid. He was their holding midfielder. Um, that was number five. He had dreadlocks as well as the other reason thing to, to note on him. But he he was pretty darn good. He was kind of an enforcer in the middle of the field too, uh, defensively. Uh, the other thing I noticed too later in the game as things, I mean, it was, it was 5-0 at half. But after halftime, the second half started, um, things got a little chippy on them. And they had, I want to say, two two or three yellow cards in, in the course of like a 10, 15 minute span after half. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if that's a, a trend for them, or maybe it was just uh lazy tackles or lackadaisical tackles and things like that. Um, sure. they, they were definitely warranting yellow cards too. Um, but it, it definitely looks like international has a good squad. It's just a matter of who we'll see out there on Saturday. Uh, whether it'll be a more reserved squad or a, a, their traditional starting eleven. So obviously you had Chuka Aru or Chuka Ara um, with his hat trick in the match on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, you also had Ivan Saku who had a brace. He had two scored, and he also contributed to the sixth goal of the of the six. Not the last goal, but the other ones not accounted for by the two of them when he had. Uh, what I can only describe as like the craziest bicycle cross yeah. into the box uh, that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So you, I know you said that they're, they were doing really good on passing. I noticed that too, that their possession was really good. Do you think that that's, did you notice that they were very attack minded, high pressing possession focused, or was that more of a reflection on the Eagles defensive capabilities? Um, I would think it was definitely a strategy of theirs. Um, it, it seemed like they came out and wanted to dictate the pace. They wanted to uh, put the Eagles on their their back heels um, and really just press them and, and score early and often. Um, I mean, they, and that's obviously the way the game kind of went, so things came easy for them. Um, the other thing, too, that I did notice about the team is um, as much as, as we, we've covered with the podcast and – the MPSL is kind of a mixed bag with rosters um, as far as maybe being amateur, college age, or maybe a, some uh, some older veteran type players. Um, I don't really think anybody on their team was very young. Um, I, I may just be miscalculating their age, but they all looked like a little bit older guys um, or definitely I wouldn't think college age gentlemen. Um, I mean, their goalkeeper definitely stood out to me as well because because the Eagles did have a couple chances here and there. I'll say um, they, they weren't necessarily inept on the offensive side of things. They just, they just couldn't really string together passes very well. Um, credit to to international in that sense, but but yeah, they they look like a pretty solid squad. I, I would definitely say it's going to be an interesting test for uh, for Greenville for their first home game. So. Moving over to the Greenville side of stuff, I, I know um, you, you talked about your excitement for the kits. What is your expectation 
going into this match on the Greenville side of things. You got to watch the the game from last week against the Revolution. Um, maybe seen some stirring, some social media, and hearing just some some word of mouth about what's going on with the team this week. What are your expectations for Greenville in this first ever home match? I really think, based on the Lee Squires uh, play style and whatnot, they're they're going to try to to score as quickly as possible and, and put goals on the board. Um, it's going to be interesting because maybe both teams are going to try to do the same thing at once. So it's going to be a matter of who starts better, essentially, it, it would feel like to me. Um, I, I'm really excited to see the crowd and everything. I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good uh, group of people we got going out there. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to see uh, Greenville in person. Um, unfortunately, maybe the only time I see them in person this year. Um, hoping that's not the case. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just, I, it's... It's been a while since I've been this pumped for a game. I mean, I'm always pumped mm. for for independence games and things like that, but it's uh it's a whole nother uh monster here. Um getting to uh essentially root for my hometown team and uh and an inaugural game. It's uh it's a it's a fun feeling. It's like yeah. a Christmas Eve. Yeah, and you, so what on uh what are you most excited about or what are your expectations on the crowd and the the fan culture, the Milltown operatives. Like, what are you hoping the game day atmosphere uh, looks like on Saturday or today? That's if a, you're listening to this, yeah, uh, it's a really good question, actually. I think because when I was up in uh, in Asheville for their friendly against Myrtle Beach, and something I, I definitely remember from the last time I was there too, um, everybody was really engaged. Um, with the game and you could tell that the entire crowd was really on uh, like towards the end of the game for the Asheville friendly. I was at, they they were really needing a goal because they were down a goal and there was a ton of opportunities and it felt like the whole crowd, whenever they hit the bar a couple times, the entire crowd in unison was, was uh, living and dying with uh, those opportunities. So I, I think that'll be a major thing that I, that I'll look for as far as the, uh, how, how focused the crowd is on it. Uh, I think we'll have a, a pretty good dynamic of older, younger, um, and just a different group of people coming out, which will be awesome. That's one thing I love about soccer is just uh, meeting people I wouldn't meet normally, talking with people, uh, and just having a good time, maybe waving flags or, or trying to, as, as I normally do. Um, not the best flag waver, but I've tried in my day. Um, and just... Uh, yeah, singing songs and uh, having a good time. So this is the million-dollar question, but I have predicted a 2-1 Greenville loss. I didn't. Now look, I don't Ooh. want them to lose. I just I'm looking at I'm looking at, and and I'm also under the assumption that Inter Nashville, um, while they might not play all of their heavy hitters, are still going to put field a good team. So I'm you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm basing this on how internationals looked and how Greenville's looked and trying to consider, uh, the the, their focus and the work we put in this week and and trying to just make a call. I mean, it could easily be two, one, the other way as well, but what is your prediction for the game? Um, I'm going to go, let's go three, two us. Let's go three, two Greenville. Yeah. I like that. I like a lot of scoring. So that's exciting. 
I've all, I've never been disappointed with with the five pull, five goal game. So uh, yeah, three two us. I think it'll be a very exciting game, um, and uh, really hoping to uh, get the first ever win in uh, club history. Yeah, yeah, that'll be exciting. So uh, just to just to tease the listeners a little bit, um, you and your amateur hour co-host Chris Davis are going to both be down here for the game. Yep. We're going to do a bit of a soccer and sweet tea crossover mega show uh, <laughs> post-match breaking down the game, but we may even, I don't know. We're going to see, we may even have you, you may even make an appearance on the, the pregame periscope or the halftime ah, periscope. So we'll, uh, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. Also, uh, come find Goose. He's not hard to spot. He basically <laughs> is going to be the guy who looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, yep. <laughs> so just just come find him. Um, hey, you know what? Buy him a beer. He needs a beer. So just buy him one. And, I'm glad to take beer. And you, you will be his, his new best friend. So, hey, uh, Ben, thanks for jumping on with us to preview the match. Thanks for having me. Once again, a big thank you to Ben Gosshorn. You can find him on Twitter at the Soccer Goose. Um, tech, check out his two podcasts, um, Talking Jacks, that covers all things Charlotte Independence, and SNST Amateur Hour, which talks um, about lower division soccer. They have talked about Greenville FC and the NBSL a little bit. They cover a lot of the PDL. Um, so that's a good podcast, too. And Chris Davis, his roommate and co-host, on SNST Amateur Hour is going to be at the Greenville FC game uh, tonight as well. He has lived in Greenville um, for a bit, so he is also going to be a fan of Greenville FC. And special announcement, all three of us are going to have a SNST mega show tonight. We're going to record it post-game. Um, we'll do one on, yeah, that soccer show. So the next episode you hear from us will be that. And then I'm going to record a little bit with them for amateur hour. So hopefully you can, this is like the old nineties sitcoms where Steve Urkel went, went one way and, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas went the other way. And some of you are too young to know what I'm talking about. And that really makes me sad, <laughs> but, um, it's going to be a major crossover event, so make sure you uh, obviously will get the episode here, but make sure you subscribe or at least uh, check out that episode of Amateur Hour with uh, me there joining them to talk all things Greenville FC. Um, yeah, but thanks for joining us. I'm excited to see you guys tonight at the tailgate. Like I said, don't forget, we've got stickers. We're going to take signups for hats and come rowdy and ready to cheer on the lads to our first ever victory and our first ever home match. Hey Greenville, we here at Yeah That Soccer Show are continuing to make huge strides and add new content to take over and be the greatest soccer podcast on the face of the planet. Well, at least the greatest soccer podcast in Greenville. And we would love your help and support to make that happen. And here's a really easy way that you can do that. You can become a patron by going to yeahthatsoccershow.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N, and sign up on our Patreon page. You can see there are different tiers there where you can commit to pledge a little bit of money per month starting at just a dollar for this awesome content we're putting out. And you can get some added perks. My hope is that it will add value to your life as well, that you will see the value in, in giving a little money and getting back so much in return. So 
as we continue to grow and continue to push forward the soccer culture in Greenville, I hope that you will consider supporting us by signing up to become a patron. Again, thanks for listening, and we couldn't do it without you.